My name is Lois C., and I am a compulsive overeater. And through the grace of God, the power of the big book, um, the fellowship of Overeaters Anonymous, and my higher power, I am here sugar-free, flour-free for the last seven years. And um, if you could have ever told me a life um, free of these alcoholic substances for me, I would have not believed it. I also um, will share that um, these were not my problem. Um, I have a spiritual malady. I have a twofold disease. Um, This mental twist that um, would trick me into um, eating and forgetting how bad the eating was, and then this allergy that once it was in my system, it's all I could think about. And um, when I first put down the food, um, I felt like life got very loud and very unmanageable. And um, the unmanageability wasn't the food, although that got to be pretty unmanageable toward the end. But the unmanageable ability for me was really life and living life on life's terms. And that's not something I'm good at. Um, I'm a classic addict. I I want to numb. I want to not live in reality. And, um, and this program has taught me a whole new way of life. And I heard a speaker early on in recovery say that his life was in divine order unfolding into goodness. And um, I've had points in my life when that has been hard for me to believe. But um, I've had some devastating heartbreaks in my life, um, more than one. And I can truly say now in my recovered state that my life was in divine order, unfolding into goodness. I can also say that when my son was in the hospital and injured and my life was in divine order and unfolding into goodness. And recently I had a job challenge and um, had an opportunity to do some important work and speak truth where truth didn't want to be heard. And even in that moment, I could feel like my life was in divine order unfolding into goodness. And I think the difference today is that I don't have to pick up one of those old substances to be okay. That I can know that my higher power cares about every hair on my head, cares about my well-being, And I say the third step prayer often. I say the seventh step prayer often because I need to be reminded that I'm here to be of service, that I'm here to do God's will. And anytime I start having a little bit of a pity party, I think this might happen for us addict types or us overeater types. Oh, my goodness. We can just... I think pity party or being martyrs, um, it for sure is some a place where I can live. And so 
Um, I can live in the poor me. Poor me that I'm not the homecoming queen in every situation. Poor me that I'm not going on vacation this summer. Poor me, I've got too much work to do. Poor me, I've got so many family obligations to take care of, right? Like I could go down the poor me pretty quickly. And for me, having that daily practice of waking up and thanking God for the gift of another day, thank God um, for God's presence in my life, Um, Sometimes God is just a synonym for me for higher power, but thinking, you know, HP for another day. And so I sometimes use them interchangeably. And, um, but I'm really grateful for this presence that is much bigger than me. And I, like every other person on this planet, has moments of doubt and fear Um, I really love the St. Thomas Merton prayer where, um, and I sometimes do my own version and it is, you know, God, I have no idea if I'm doing your will and I'm hoping I'm listening carefully and I hope that my ego has been sufficiently deflated that I'm not arrogant enough to believe that I know exactly what that is or I've got it right, but I'm really trying hard? Am I having fidelity to what you want me to do? And when I do that, um, I hope that the fact that even if I get it totally wrong, right, you wanted me to go right and I thought it was left and I did left. You wanted me to go up and I actually went down. I at least hope my attempt to do my higher powers well, in fact, pleases my higher powers. And am I giving it away? Am I giving it away in a way in which I am getting no credit at all? Um, and this, these are enormous shifts for me. My goodness, in the past, if I did a good deed, um, everyone knew I did a good deed. Um, whether it was, you know, taking... Um, some work from a coworker, whether it was cleaning the kitchen for, you know, a family member, whether it was doing some additional laundry, uh, whether it was taking care of my parents, um, everyone would know. And today, my goal is to do a good deed and not get caught, not cash it in, because for me. Um, I could make people-pleasing, credit-receiving, award-getting my higher power. I certainly could make those favorite foods that I no longer eat my higher power, but I could also make other people's um, opinion of me. I could make status. I could make all sorts of things in my life more important than almost anything else. And so... It has been a journey for me in this recovery to keep peeling away the onion. And when tough things happen, I can go back to, um, I'm going to be okay. My son had an accident and needed surgery and is just home recuperating. Uh, He's only about two weeks out. 
And I can say my life is in divine order, unfolding into goodness. I can see my dad not remember he needs to put on shoes at 92 to go to a party this past weekend. And I can remember that my life is in divine order, unfolding into goodness. And I can be present enough today to see what are little miracles, little moments, little glimmers of God's goodness and grace, whether it's the face of a new person I meet at work, whether it's the little kid I saw checking out with his mom at the grocery store, whether it's the new kid who came over to our house because my twins have made a new friend and they have a new friend over and he introduces us um, to another friend saying that um, Lois is always passing out the compliments. Um, I really love those moments of knowing that that's not me. That's really this happiness and joy that I can spread with other people because of this recovery work, because of this gift of finding a whole new life. Um, My life is less today about what I get and more about what I give. And any time, and there are days, right? There are days when a little pity party or a little sadness or um, or not enough or I'm missing out. These are the things that can come and start creeping in, creeping into my mind. And that's when I know that I have to get off my behind, pray, meditate, and give it away. Um, I really need to be diligent about what I'm doing in steps 10, 11, and 12. And um, I recently did a 10 step um, and I didn't feel that much better after I did it. And I realized um, about six hours later that I hadn't done the service piece. And um, I do think it's worthwhile um, to pause for a moment regarding step 10. And for those of you who have your big book open, I just want to share with you that um, I have found this for not only me, but other fellows I talk to, that the step 10 practice and staying in the sunlight can be really important. And so I just want to share with you that because I have a great forgetter button and I have moments where I forget that my life is in divine order unfolding into goodness, um, I need a good step 10. Anytime I can't quit thinking about something, I know I need to do a step 10. Um, I wouldn't even say that I'd be that I'm fearful or that I'm resentful. Sometimes all I can remember is that I can't quit thinking about something. So I just want to share with you that today my new standard for doing 10 steps is I just can't quite quit thinking about something that it keeps bugging me. And um, and I, What I'll say about my 10 steps today is I think about them as my lucky four-leaf clover, that with a really good 10-step practice, I can remember that I have a way out. I have a way to get out of all the humanness that I'm really left with. Even in a recovered state, I can have a bad day. I can, But today, 
Um, it doesn't have to last the whole day. It doesn't even have to last a couple of hours. How about I just pick up the phone right away and reach out to someone and remember that that four-leaf clover has four parts. And so I don't know if you're like me and you have a great forgetter button about what you're supposed to do in a 10-step, but I just want to take you to page 84, uh, that last full paragraph. It says, we continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these crop up, and this is number one, it's one of the leaves on the four-leaf clover, we ask God to remove them at once. Sometimes my prayer is just simply, God, help me quit thinking about this. I'm ruminating on it. Um, I'm not happy about it. I wouldn't have said it felt like resentment, but if I can't quite thinking of, stop thinking about it and I'm not happy about it, I guess that would be some resentment. Um, maybe even some built-in fear. Maybe some dishonesty. I don't like the reality I'm living in. Maybe it's selfishness that I really think that the world should be going a different way, that somebody else should be behaving differently. So the second part of that 10 step or the next leaf, if you will, is I discuss them with someone immediately. Sometimes I do what I call mini 10 steps with people who aren't in recovery. And I will do my prayer to God to remove them. And then I'll say to a friend or family member, you know, I'm feeling really selfish about wanting um, that person to behave differently. Like I'm really bugged by their behavior. Um, but I want to recognize that's about me and my own selfishness and not about them. And and then I will say, you know what, I regret that I got a little snarky and now I need to go apologize. And so the next leaf on the four-leaf clover is that we um, make amends quickly if we have harmed anyone. And then here's the last leaf. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the leaf I often want to forget. <laughs> But we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we could help. It doesn't mean I immediately help someone, but resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. And I think about resolutions. You know, I used to make all sorts of resolutions on New Year's before I came to OA about how I was going to exercise and eat right. And it was just this firm commitment. It usually didn't last long, but nonetheless, I know what a resolution is. And so if I'm to resolutely turn my thoughts, I sometimes will just take time to pray and meditate on someone in my life who is struggling. And then I'll say, what does, God, what are you calling me to do with that person? Are you calling me to call them? Are you calling me to be helpful? Are you asking me to pray for them? How can I be of maximum service to do your will with that person? And you know what? As soon as I resolutely start thinking about someone else and how I can be of service, you know what? I go back to that first leaf of we ask God to remove whatever was popping up. Sometimes I can't even remember quite what I was even resentful about. What was I fearful about? What was I selfish or even dishonest about? Because it is that effective in removing it. And so I need this process on a daily basis, in addition to my morning prayer and my evening prayer and inventory, that I really need this daily practice of um, 
of living in recovery. Because I think about in terms of recovery that either I'm, I'm on a dimmer switch, either my spiritual growth is getting brighter and I'm growing or it's getting dimmer. But there's just no sort of status quo, if you will, in this work. And I get lazy. I get content. And I forget how miserable my life used to be. And it's easy to forget. It's easy to have a forgetter button. And so um, I want to stay active in this work, active working with newcomers. And I always love when newcomers say to me when we're working through the big book, they're like, oh, you've given so much of your time. And I really believe that um, I get more back than I give. It is such a gift to work with newcomers and to share how much this has changed my life. And, and I feel that sort of same honor tonight um, as I speak to all of you as I'm really grateful for the opportunity to be on this meeting, grateful somebody reached out. Um, I am not quite at 100 pounds. I've got a ways to go, but I am in the right trajectory. And I believe um, that I will do my recovery work and God will take care of the rest. And so um, I believe that my life is in divine order, unfolding into goodness. And it was such a pleasure being with you all here this evening. And so, so with that, I will pass. Thank you so much, Lois. I appreciate your share tonight. Would you like to leave your information, your contact information on the recording? Or would you like me to stop it? Oh, I will leave it on the recording. My contact okay. information is 612-236-6550. And that's and, Minneapolis, and I'm on Central Time. And um, if you wish to reach out to me, texting is usually better, and then I can set up a time to talk. 